2: What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Hogshaven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. You can find us at Hogshaven.com, at Hogshaven on Twitter and on Facebook. I am your host, Molly Mo, Jamal Force. You can find me on Twitter at Let Moe, tell it. Do not forget you. You know why we're here. Six dubs out of the last seven games for the Washington Commanders. Washington improves to seven and five on the season after a 1913 dub against the Atlanta Falcons at home. Um in a in a I love <laughs> I love how down in an interesting game. Um the, the safest the safest way to say it. <laughs> um we'll have a few uh, quite a few things to talk about. Damien is here with me. Uh Damien's with the Hogs Haven crew. You can find his work on Hogs Haven and you obviously you can find him on Twitter as well at D-A – B a r t o n e k.
0: Uh, Damian, okay. how you doing today, big dog? I'm doing well, man. It was a, a interesting ball game, to say the least. I felt like Washington was the better team for the bulk of this game, um, all the way up until the end. There, I, I, I thought, you know, of course, the coaching staff kind of vomited on themselves a little bit there, uh, but all in all, a a wild game, a game against. You know, a gritty opponent. I don't think the Falcons are very good, but uh they are in the playoff hunt. And Washington needed to win a game like this, and they did. So, I don't think uh, you can be too upset with the outcome.
2: Um, I, that's interesting. Like, so, all right. So, two things. Um, first thing, let's let's tackle one at a time. You you don't think Atlanta is a good football team, or was it like their situation heading into today's game, like with their well, they they have Kyle Pitts gone. That's that's about it. But like, do you think because they're missing like one of their best players, then yeah. they aren't? How, how, how do you like? Are, how do you say bad thing? Like, what's what's that? What's that? I part? think
0: I think their quarterback is is, for lack of a better word, pretty awful. Um, <laughs> and I think losing Kyle Pitts is unfortunate uh, for them, especially against a linebacker group like Washington's. That although Jamin Davis has played you know well over the last few weeks. Uh, you have a guy like John Bostic and David Mayo, who we saw today can't cover, uh, you know, me out there, right? So, I think you know their quarterback situation is pretty rough. We saw that today, and uh, I think although they're a great running football team, something that you're definitely going to have to, you know, be mindful of as you go down um, into the playoffs or into these, you know, tough games in December and such. Uh, I don't think Atlanta is a very good team overall. Then uh, it's mainly due to their quarterback situation.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat for the most part. I, I think, um, I, well, let me say for the the most for the most part is the quarterback problem. Um, is something that they're just doing right now. It's a band aid, but it's also a quarterback that Arthur Smith is familiar with. And and while this is a, a Commanders, we're we're about to flip it right now in 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 a sense. But what I, what I do think that uh, Mariota isn't that good of a quarterback. What made today's matchup particularly Uh, an interesting one for Washington is because they know how to keep games close because of their offense, because of their ground game. Um, And and they, it was no different against Washington today. Um, What 167 yards on the ground for Atlanta, nearly six yards a carry uh, on 29 carries. Uh, Mariota had himself a a solid day in terms of just being uh, very smart with his decision-making with his read options um, and RPO looks. Uh, six carries for 49 yards. Um, and, and each of those carries were pretty effective for the most part, uh, except for the last one. And in in that goal line stand, Washington essentially had, um, that was probably the least effective carry that he had on the day. So ultimately, um, the way they played, uh, Washington was uh, interesting because it kept them in the game. It, it had multiple chances uh, for them to overtake a tie ball game or take a, a lead altogether. I um, mean, Washington's defense stood up when it mattered uh defensively at the end of the game. Uh, but then throughout times uh where Washington took a lead, for example, uh going up 19-13 and forcing it three and out the very next drive for Atlanta. Um, so there was some opportunities there for Atlanta to take over um and just couldn't do so. And uh another one is is also being <laughs> the fact that Taylor Heineke threw uh an interception um that that gave them an a, a second chance in a two-minute drill. Um, and then uh, a punt uh, following I I think it was coming right out of the half, where Terry actually is almost intercepted excuse me Taylor is almost intercepted uh by uh what was the quarterback the cornerback yes AJ Terrell uh he wasn't able to complete the catch uh and 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 that is an instance where uh, Atlanta gets another opportunity as well so it, it was just kind of uh an interesting game from the standpoint uh, there goes the interesting word again <laughs> but an interesting game from the standpoint that washington had these successes on the ground um had some issues stopping the run in, in atlanta uh, which isn't too surprising uh but both sides stand tall in certain situations uh whether it's the offense being able to, to convert in a red zone on two two drives that leads to direct uh two, two touchdowns um and then you have um the defense getting a goal line stand in the red zone uh, with a tip tip pass that goes for an interception. Um it, and I guess I I'll, I'll give the floor back to you, but I, I think that for all of how Washington was able to play today, um it's it's kind of it's it's a I think it's like a an impasse in a sense, is where I'm where I'm getting at. Like the offense from Taylor Heineke's perspective and the passing game perspective, um, you just never know. Like when those big plays or or negative plays are going to happen, and fortunately for Washington, his negative plays happened before the 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 game losing opportunity that Atlanta provided Washington um, uh, at the end at the goal line for the interception with Kendall Fuller.
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to Heineke, man, a lot of it comes, and and I really try hard not to like. Sound like I'm, you know, hating on him because I know his fan base, you know, here in Washington is pretty intense. Uh, but just calling a spade a spade, man, they're they're winning in spite of him. Um, uh, he hasn't been very good, uh, at all. If you think Russell Wilson has been bad, a lot of people say Russell Wilson's been horrible. Uh, in terms of EPA and completion percentage, over expected, Heineke and Russell Wilson are literally neck and neck. Uh, in the battle for twenty ninth and thirtieth in the NFL right now. Uh, they're just – just overall, man, it, it hasn't been it hasn't been very pretty from him. Washington is winning in spite of him, and in big part because uh, I think they have an elite defense now. Although Washington gave up uh, what was the, about seven yards, six yards, a crack on the ground, I think Atlanta's a really good rushing team. Uh, obviously, you know, with a guy like Mariota there, uh, Cordero Patterson. Um, I don't know how to pronounce their other running back's last name, uh, but I know – Algier. Yeah, Algier, yeah. He's a really, really solid player as well. At least today he was really, really solid. And uh, I, I think, I think in large part Washington's winning these games because of their defense, right? Um, when it comes to Heineke, though, he's—it's like his 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 the experience. You know what you're getting, man. And it's just like they're getting just enough out of him to win these games. But like, I was there last week in Houston, right? <laughs> Heineke was pretty bad, right? Uh, this week, pretty bad. The week before, uh, when they play, uh, uh, was it Philly? Yeah, when they play Philly, right? Heineke's like. Heineke made a couple of really solid plays. And then a lot of the other stuff you saw in the second half was like spill chili. Right. So what you get from him is truly just, just good enough play, but barely like it's not even good. It's just like at best average play, but a lot of it is below average quarterback play. Right. Even today against Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, he has a negative 2.8 completion percentage over expected and a QBR, QBR 48.50 is deemed average, right? So he's just a below average player. And in Washington, if they're gonna, you know, try to make a playoff push here, and they're kind of firmly in the, the playoff hunt now, right? They're gonna need him to do just a little more, man. Because, I mean, today, especially that interception in, in the second quarter heading into half was so awful. That was Dam- Damien, Let me tell you
2: something. I what? said this on. I had said this on the Trapper Dive post game. Yeah. But, and I don't know if this is gonna make sense to you. I don't know if this is gonna make sense to the people that's listening. Yeah. I said when he threw that in inter- I like that was one interception where I did not see it coming. Like, and, and what I mean by that is, um, it was, <laughs> it was a play where it's like it was so bad and so like, in your face. Like he handed it to the to the defender, and you're like. There is, I don't see the the reason, like, I don't see the reasoning in the interception. Like, I don't see how you can say, I thought my receiver was going to be here, or it was just, um, I was trying to get over top of this guy. I don't see, like, I don't see anything that he could say, or that the offense, or that the team could say, that's like, okay, I understand the processing now. Like, It was so, it was so bad of an interception. I did not see it coming. I did not see watch uh, Taylor Heineke taking us for that turn. Like some of these interceptions are are explainable because you can see what they were trying to do, what they were processing. This one is like you know, we, we just got the ball back in a position to get points and you just gave it right back on the, the, next, the next play.
0: Yeah, it was and it's one of those things where uh, I, I understand the mentality that he has is like that gunslinger mentality is what everyone loves, but like he's like the gunslinger that doesn't have the gun right or like <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't That's the, yes you know what i mean like because he just doesn't have the arm um, on that interception or almost interception uh on the on the terry throw Um uh, sure terry can try to fight that a little bit more with his hands and be you know more of a hand catcher on that but at the same time it's a poorly thrown football like it's not only not only is it late but it's 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 just it's literally a duck, man. I mean it's it's a it has no juice on it. You need to step into that football, and if he's stepping into it, and that's all he has, then like you shouldn't throw that football. Like you just you should you just don't have it, right? And I, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I, I'm I know everyone's enthusiastic about the win, and, and you know not to take anything away from anyone, but yeah, it, it was a solid win for this team. But I am very worried about what Washington can do going forward, because although they have the Giants twice who are pretty hit or miss. Uh you have San Francisco, which will be a tough game. Uh the Browns with Deshaun Watson, who knows what that looks like. And then you have Dallas, right? They're gonna need Heineke to play better, man. There's no way. So go ahead.
2: Yep. I was gonna say so the the, the other the other question, Damian. And 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 I we're not it's not being like we're we're just facing the, the bad side first. We didn't talk about the defense for real yet. Yeah like, we're just getting we're just getting the, the bad part of the oh, conversation yeah. out of the way first. Yeah. But uh, other part of this conversation, Damian, is Carson Wentz. Um, Trapper dive game, there was one person who said uh, he would put Carson Wentz in, at, like, in for the New York game, this upcoming New York game. Um, and he listed his reasons why. Uh, I said that the clock starts for Taylor. Um, I, I don't have a problem putting in Carson, but I think the clock starts when Carson is officially uh, activated as Taylor's backup. Um, where are you at with this Carson Wentz situation? Because I do think the clock is ticking. I don't think that this is an offense um that can't uh be a threat if Carson Wentz is handing the ball off to his running backs 36 times a game as well. Like you you can put it you could put a case out there that allows Carson Wentz to do the same thing or or function the same way that they want Taylor Heineke to function in this offense. Uh, where are you at with Carson Wentz? Because Sam Howell's out of the picture with this playoff race, he's not playing. It's, no. it's Carson or it's, or it's Taylor.
0: Yeah, no. So for me, I think the clock starts for Heineke. But the thing is, uh, the reason why it's a tough decision is because, again, for lack of a better word, Wentz sucked when he played. He was awful. Like, he was awful. You know what I mean? Like, as bad as I thought Taylor was last year, right, in, in stretches, Wentz was worse, man. Of, of quarterbacks that played at least 178 plays this year, Wentz is 31st. And EPA and completion percentage over expectation, the only three quarterbacks that are worse, all got benched. Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson and Davis Mills. Right. Like he was awful. So I think I think the clock is definitely on for Taylor. Right. Um, At the same time, though, they watch. I don't know if it's Turner or what the deal is, but they call a completely different game with with Heineke in there. I mean, I don't know if it's just you, if, 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 uh, if it's just me that, like, sees that or thinks that. But I think you definitely see a clear, you know, rhythm and, and momentum change when Heineke's in versus when Wentz is in. And surely that could be because Wentz isn't all too familiar. But he also seems overly hesitant, right? And I think if, if you're Washington, you can't be an offense that plays like, that way, man. That's kind of the one thing that Heineke does really, really well, in my opinion, um, is the little plays that don't really show up. Um, on the stat sheet, right, or the little things that don't really show up, you know, on the box score, Heineke does well. And with Wentz, you just don't see it, right? And I also, Jamal, before I pitch it to you one more time really quick, um, man, this team really does believe in this guy. Like, they really, really do. So if they lose to New York next week, right, after the bye, Mm -hmm. okay, you have a decision. But let's say they beat New York next week. They better not bench him for for Wentz. You'll lose the locker room, I think. I would imagine, right? I, I, this is my opinion.
2: Um, yeah, I think the locker room part is a, the biggest thing, and, and like the reason why I said the clock starts ticking for uh Taylor when Carson is like fully healthy. I think it's because of the locker room aspect. Like, you want to make sure, like, before you make any decisions moving forward, that you know both players are or are, are are healthy, uh, and then also Taylor Heineke is performing up to a standard that is. Uh, when the games are are in its biggest moments, like this offense can really sustain things. Like you're not doing that good on third downs. Uh, you're not scoring that many points. You're still averaging around the 17 points per game marker with Taylor Heineke as your starting quarterback. Um, and yes, like the cons with Taylor are different than the car- cons from Carson, but those but both of their cons <laughs> are detrimental. Uh, yeah. To an offense, and in in and their own right, and, and and what that means is like the locker room side will probably uh be completely caught off guard with that, especially if they're winning. But I don't think anything in terms of um the winning st- aspect, like I I don't think there's anything wrong with moving on from a quarterback who isn't performing well for a quarterback who really only had six games in your offense. Uh, in a situation where he wasn't playing well either, but now he has additional weeks to really get into his playbook, get the mental reps um, from a, from an aspect of just watching film, being on the sideline, observing what this offense could look like uh, if you ran it uh, from a way of which somebody who has experience like Taylor Heineke. Um, and, and I think those diff- those are the intangible things that you know we can't account for. Only we only he knows what he's able to learn over this period of time. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the, the question mark if this change does happen. Is like, that's that's where the gap can get closed. Like if Carson right. Wentz can understand a playbook, understand the offense further, understand what he needs to do from a processing standpoint, uh, the, the pocket presence part is not going to be, I don't think that's going to ever get improved. Like that's something you can't really improve upon like from a scheme standpoint. Um, but, and that's one of his cons. But I think from a uh, mental side and preparation and understanding coverages and understanding where you need to go in this offense based on a coverage, that is where uh, he can close the gap for all the time that he hasn't played. And, and people can change their tune whenever he does get that time to come back. If Taylor doesn't improve, uh, that's that's what the coaches know. That's what the coaches see. And that's what they're going to be willing to bank on.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely a conversation, but I think it's a conversation that uh, we'll definitely pick up depending on how this game goes next week, because if, you know, in my in my in my head right now, I see I envision next week's game either going one of two ways. Either Washington wins a very close ball game, right, very close, kind of like this week, or you kind of see the end of this offense, like being able to just kind of hover and they just, you know, nose dive. And it's a conversation for two weeks on whether when should start or not. Uh, I think it's going to I don't think there's going to be any in between. I think either Washington wins close or Washington gets blown out. Uh, and I think once that happens, we're going to have a kind of a better idea of where they'll go. Now, if Washington wins next week, I don't think and it's like in that close game fashion. I don't think you're going to move on uh, from Heineke at the same time. They're like I like I, I can't stress it enough. Like I mentioned earlier, I think they need him and this offense to do more than just enough. Right. This defense you know only allow 13 points this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Last week they they only allowed 10. The 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 week prior against Philly it was what? 21 points, right? Uh yeah. Like, like they're not and then the week before it's 20 it's 20 points. So they're really giving you a lot to work with here. The offense needs to be better and uh whatever it is, man, whatever the combination is, the winning combination is no matter who's the signal caller, it shouldn't drastically change, right? Because they can run the ball very well, as we saw today. Uh, shout out to Brian Robinson with an excellent day. Uh, the team overall had 176 rushing yards, right? That's the that's the, that's the the winning formula, right? Run the heck out of the football. Uh, just play efficient, you know, have, be an efficient pass and attack. Try to attack that second level and march forward, right? Kind of, they try to simplify it as much as they can. And they it, it's been working. It's a working formula. Uh, the only thing is, the only reason why I say they need to do a little bit more than that is because, it's it's what, what they're getting from the quarterback isn't enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? The formula works, but the quarterback hasn't always been there to execute. Right. So I think I think this is like always, man, like it's been, you know, in our lifetime, it feels like the quarterback's always the biggest question mark and yeah. always what holds this team back ultimately. And whether it's Wentz or Heineke, they need to ensure that doesn't happen because I think they do have a playoff caliber defense, a, a very, very good one. Uh, at that
2: yeah man and let's go ahead and close the book on offense with some some positives uh you mentioned brian robinson uh 18 carries 105 yards on the day he actually got the 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 game ball from ron rivera after the game uh for his efforts today uh and i think for all of the like bro the dude is strong like s-k-r-o-n-g bro he country strong bro and it ain't no way around it like the way he's able to uh to, to 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 put this pressure on defensive backs from like taking these beatings from just from a, a a balance standpoint being a lower man uh delivering hits uh being the person who delivers the hits uh being able to stay on his feet and 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 let these defensive backs defense uh defensive linemen linebackers let them know like hey bro you gotta you gotta, you got to try harder than what you're doing because you're not going to bring me down on your first attempt if you thought so. Like, it's not sweet with Brian Robinson. And I think that's kind of uh, a, a very needed needed presence in anybody's backfield. And and I'm starting to think that, um, not starting to think that, but he's really clearly been playing very, very much better from a, a health standpoint, it seems, uh, over the last couple of games. And uh, he's starting to fill his legs, uh, get his legs again. And it's really good to see, like, if you can have that type of person who can who can get around the edge as well, um, you, he can run in between the tackles. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not pushing the the narrative or uh, trying to to make a case for him being a a solid three down back player. I'm not doing that right now, but I'm just saying if you can get a guy who's as comfortable as doing that as Brian Robinson is, then you're in you're you're talking about a a, a very good combination of Brian Robinson and Tony Gibson moving forward. So long as they fix that offensive line.
0: Um, but that's another conversation for the offseason. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I definitely love the two back uh deal that they got going on. Antonio Gibson, with every carry, looks fresh. Every single one. He has a lot of juice. Uh, He looks much, much different. I really do wish, though, no, no hate to uh, Jonathan Williams. I really do wish that they gave Gibson those carries over him. But, hey, it still worked. They got the win. I definitely want Gibson having, you know, if, if Robinson's having 18, I think Gibson doesn't need 12 or 13. Uh, and even a couple catches, you know, potentially as well. But I love what they're doing with that. I think it's a winning formula, like I mentioned. And I think Washington's offense, once again, they got to put the saddle on those horses, give them some sugar cubes, give them some hay, you know, brush their hair, and they would let it rock, man. They ride those horses to, to mm-hmm. the, the hooves fall off. You know what I mean? Uh, I yeah. do, I do like what they're doing there. Uh, defensively, Chase Young, once he comes back, I'm, I think this is going to be. This is going to be such a fun defense to watch if it's not already for fans. Uh, I love what Jamin Davis is doing. Uh, I love what this defensive line's doing. The secondary looks fantastic with guys like Derek Forrest, Kendall Fuller coming on very strong. BSJ was out this week, but I think Christian Holmes played fine. Um, I think overall, man, this defense is operating where you want it to be, especially as the playoffs are kind of looming here. and And I don't want to kind of hype them up a little too much, but what I do want to say is Man, you better look out because this this defense, like just kind of looking looking at the raw numbers, man. Whether it's pressures, uh, whether it's kind of things like success rate, right now in, in the NFL, they're number one defensively in success rate, right? EPA per play, they're number eight, right? They they against the run, number three, right? Against the pass, number nine. Like they're good, Jamal. They're good, and and, and like. I don't know. They say defense wins championships and I'm not going to say they're going to win a championship. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this is the foundation you want. You want to be able to run the football and play good defense and that's definitely what they have right now.
2: Um yeah, and and to be honest, with you play good defense is probably putting it lightly. Um like they're they're making game-winning plays like consistently yep. and and I think the so Another thing, and this isn't just to take a dig at uh, Taylor Heineke. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, make, I'm making a larger point here. Um, when you think about the reasons why Washington is winning and, and why Washington has won their last six out of the last seven, uh, won six out of their last seven, excuse me, is uh, for several reasons. First off, the, the first two are on the defense. The defense has gotten better. Um, they've gotten better really since like week three. Um, they've gotten better. I mean, improved as the weeks went along. Um that's the first thing. The second thing is you started creating turnovers yep. <laughs> and you started putting, uh, the ball back into the hands of your, 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 uh, your offense, um, out of the last six games, you had, um, you had one turnover today and then you have two against Chicago, um, one against green Bay, uh, essentially, uh, what? six, seven, nine, eleven, twelve 11, 12 turnovers, 13 turnovers in seven games. Like those are your first two reasons. Your defense started playing better, you started forcing turnovers and getting the ball back into the hands of your offense. Uh, and then the rush game is number three. And then Taylor Heineke, like there are two main reasons. And the first two are all on defense and these game winning plays go back to uh, like Washington goes up 19 to 13. And the very next drive you get uh, Washington forcing a three and out against Atlanta. Uh, in that second half Uh Payne gets a tackle for a loss. Uh, Sweat gets the sack the very next play. You go three and out um and then you get into a situation where you have to try to find a way to keep Washington uh excuse me keep Atlanta out of the end zone in a go-to-go situation after Montez Sweat gets gets an offside call in a situation where they stop (laughs) Atlanta uh for a no game um but then you have Deron Payne having the mental awareness uh to know that I am not getting to uh Marcus Mariota so let me play his eyes let me play his arm and whenever that Whenever that arm goes back to, to, to throw it, I'm going to get my hands up and we're going to see what happens. And, and yeah. lo and behold, he, he makes a play and he has help on the backside with Kendall Fuller having uh, the instincts to, to, to make a play and adjust to the football wherever the football was headed. So, like, these are game winning plays. And, and those are just the two bigger ones versus all of the other things throughout the game and uh, in, in key situations that really helped Washington um and, and, and that's the biggest thing, like you said, Damien is, is is how this defense is playing at a really good level, but they are making some game-changing plays. Uh, and, and that is the impactful thing. Like, there's one thing, and I know I've said a lot, but like the, the biggest thing that stood out to me, like even before the turnover started coming, is like they're they're playing within the structure of the defense, but they're doing their job, they're not doing more, they're not they're not being that opportunistic side, and things start turning around for the better. Um, and, and now you have a defense that is in serious. Uh, has a serious ability to to win you some games and continue winning some games like they've already done so.
0: Yeah, man, I think I'm just amazed at how good this defense looks. And I think Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, when they envisioned kind of how the season would would go, how their defense would look, this is exactly what it would look like. It's really, really balanced. Yes, I know they got uh, kind of beat up a little bit at times uh, throughout the game today, especially on the ground. But I'd want to stress as well that that Atlanta rushing attack, in my opinion, I think it's really, really versatile. And definitely it's it's the, it's the bread and butter of what they want to do as a team. I mean, we saw today what Marcus Mariota looked like as a passer, and it wasn't too pretty, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, football is not as easy as just like making someone, you know, just loading the box up and making them run, uh, throw the football, right? So I think overall it was a really, really, you know, really kind of not not a not like an an arrival game like oh they've arrived but kind of really just makes makes you realize and understand like hey this defense really is legit and uh i don't know man for some reason i don't know if i'm doing it to myself again but if washington (laughs) goes into this by eight and five what the heck what do we have on our hands? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? It's, like,
2: it's a complete shift from kind of you know where things were. Like when you when you when you started doing post game with me, like yeah. you you came on this thing talking about it's time to get rid of everybody. And truthfully speaking, like I said, I, I think I either told Kyle, I'm not sure I told you, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still like I'm not like when when nothing is I, I I'm not in that much of a favor with Ron Rivera. Like I don't really have. Yeah. Uh, fondness for him i still am in a position where i'm like uh i don't think that he is a a, a really good coach like i'm still in that same boat but yeah. i can't discredit winning i can't discredit the fact that this season has been turned around i can't discredit the fact that your defensive coordinator who i did have respect for but just couldn't really understand why things weren't working here um i i, I don't understand or excuse me i i can't i can't say anything negative about him the offensive side of the football are different. Um, I can still say a lot of things about them. But the point being, Damien, is that like earlier in the season, it was easier to say, get rid of these guys. Um, and and now like the job that they've done uh has completely uprooted whatever projections you had for Washington at one and four. Um, yep. and and like they then turned into a good team. I thought this or a good team this year. Um, I don't think they're playing. I don't think they're just playing good football right now. I think that they're a good team. Um, and especially if you consistently find ways to win football games.
0: Yeah, I think definitely where we first started out, you know, when they were winning four that loss against the Titans, I'm like, man, they stink. <laughs> right um, now, it's like, man, they they're they're winning games and they look different. The defense looks so good. Uh, the rushing attack looks legit, and I'm just like, man. In my head, there we go again, right? I'm like, if they had a quarterback, what would they really be? You know what I mean? Like, what could they be? It's like every year we have this conversation. Uh, But, man, I think this defense has never looked better. And with them getting more healthy, with Benjamin St. Juice coming healthy, Chase Young, right, becoming healthy now, uh, who knows what's next, right? And as far as Caholcombe, real quick, because I know we're going to wrap up here shortly. Uh, Is he out for the year? Because I saw he was on IR. Is he out for the year or no? Is that only for four games? You know. Um
2: right now, right now it's four games minimum. Um okay. so he may be out for the season, but I don't I think they have the ability to to choose later if they want to um shut him down for the season okay.
0: okay, okay. Yeah, and even if they get him back, I'm not the biggest Holcomb guy, but I think anything's better than Mayo and Bostick. So I think <laughs> that would be that would be an improvement there as well.
2: Yeah. Um a, a lot of good in terms of just from the overall progression with this team. Uh I, I think If there's one thing to say because of who Washington is playing next, Damien is the fact that uh, a lot of these keepers from Mariota, uh, he went unaccounted for in the running game. Um, And and for Washington to know that uh, uh, Marcus Mariota, excuse me, was a was a mobile quarterback and that they will be running these read option looks, these RPO looks for him to go unaccounted for in the running game on several runs. Um, while he was very good at clearly uh, making the decisions from handing off or keeping uh still Washington has a job to do. And, and clearly whoever was supposed to be like, you'll probably figure this out on film uh watching the game back, but whoever was accountable for um, uh, Marcus Mariota failed. And, and the reason why this is important is because Daniel Jones is up next week and he always finds a way to, to get his, to hit, to get his yards on the ground against Washington. Um, So the opportunity is going to be there for, the, uh, the new york giants once again to to dive into what atlanta did and, and see that they can do it now their run scheme isn't on the same tier <laughs> as atlanta but yeah. in the same vein is there will be fools not to try yeah. um and i think that's kind of the the crux of, of what happened today uh
0: knowing that daniel jones is up next week Yep. Oh, man. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that because Daniel Jones, I don't know why or how it happens. He just has his way with Washington. Right. Let's let's see, you know, if this team has learned anything from what's happened to them over, you know, facing Daniel Jones over the years. And hopefully we see Chase Young next week as well.
2: We'll see. Um, We'll see. I do think that Chase Young is going to be back. I think A.J. told me uh, from Trapper Dive that he was just sick um I, I didn't i wasn't because i was playing flag ball before the game started i don't know what the injury reports were or anything like that but if they sick. said he was did they okay so they did acknowledge that he was sorry right, cool so he was sick um so i, I would imagine he's back next week um and, and i guess we'll get the first dose of the 12 snaps <laughs> uh yeah. 10 to 12 snaps that chase young will probably be receiving uh, for the foreseeable future um okay uh any last any last things uh nuggets Oh, I I guess one one nugget for me, um, I I will make sure that I have to say is the fact that um, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson didn't get any targets. Um, People were telling people did tell me that he did get the target on the interception, but I mean it it was like, come on, like he was just credited target because he was in the vicinity. Who the hell was Terry Taylor throwing to? (laughs) Um, But um, he he really didn't have any targets. Jahan didn't. uh, Curtis didn't. And I think my biggest concern or frustration isn't and it's not a negative thing from an overall standpoint, the team is winning. But my frustration from a competitive standpoint is that I know how good Jahan Dotson can be for this offense. Um, I just don't think that he's in a position to 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 have like a solid relationship on field relationship with with Taylor Heineke. Um, That is clearly gone to uh, the people that he trusts, which is obviously um, uh, Terry and Logan uh, and his running backs. Um. So that that's unfor- that's the unfortunate truth of this situation, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think Wentz definitely loved Jahan Dotson, uh, and didn't really like Terry for whatever reason. And Heineke loves Terry, uh, loves Logan, loves the two backs, and doesn't really give you know Curtis or you know Jahan the love. But I do like how they use Curtis, you know, you know, in that hybrid role as a running back at times as well. And maybe Turner needs to kind of scheme up some things for Jahan as well, right? Uh. But at the end of the day, I do think it all comes down to the signal caller. And if Taylor, if if this team is going to win next week, the week after, whatever week you want, they're going to need a little bit more out of Taylor Heineke going forward. And let's hope that happens because sitting at seven and five, they have a real shot at going into the bye week. Eight and five, something that none of us thought was going to happen Uh and a real shot at making the playoffs. I cannot believe we're here.
1: <laughs> uh, well
2: that, Lord, that's how we're gonna end it today. Uh, Damien, as always, man, you know, I appreciate you uh coming through and chopping it up post-game. Um, you stay safe, my man. Um, and everybody, we will be back throughout the week. Uh recording schedule will be wacky, so stick with me. Uh, bear with me. I'm on work travel, um, but we'll try to find a way to get some things done um and all that good stuff so damien i will see you next week my man hopefully we'll be talking about an eight and five uh watching commanders heading into the bad week uh, but stay safe man i'll talk to you later
0: all right man later
1: Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.